Betches Media presents the Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite wedding podcast, Betches Brides. I'm your host, Nicole Pellegrino, and today I am joined in the studio by the one and only Mila White. She's a bride's ambassador for us this year, and she's also our type A control freak bride, we've dubbed her as, in the best way possible, of course. This is a very special bonus episode brought to you by High Noon. You guys know we're obsessed with High Noon. We're so excited that they've linked arms with us this year and agreed to sponsor our ambassador program. They are really the ones making all of this possible so that we can bring on Mila and other real brides like yourselves listening to really follow along their wedding journeys. We all know that High Noon loves a good celebration moment. So we're joining our ambassadors on theirs and celebrating with them along the way because it truly is really important to like celebrate the wedding planning process, if that makes sense. So yeah, Mila, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. What an intro. So happy to be here. <laughs> right? I'm like, whoa. I I, okay, so we're sipping on high noons right now. We are. I don't I'm know. obsessed with this guava flavor. Oh, you're trying the new guava. I forgot yes. about that. Because your favorite is pineapple. My favorite is pineapple, but I'm half Filipino, so I'm like naturally gravitated towards Ooh. like any sort of tropical flavors. So I actually grew up with a guava tree in my backyard. So like when you Stop showed me this it. flavor, I was like, I have to try it. Does it taste like natural real guava it from does. the tree it gives like real backyard guava tree vibes my I grandma love she, would love this if she drank alcohol <laughs> grammy we'll have to yeah. send we'll send her we'll some. send her, some. We'll send her some. she it. deserves it i'm doing a watermelon because i literally do that every time nowadays it's just like watermelon is my podcasting high noon flavor mango is my poolside one i have a high noon flavor for like each moment of my life if that makes sense yeah totally um and i actually legitimately cannot podcast without one of these. Um, yeah, so we're very excited to get all into it. Thank you. I'm sure I'll have a different flavor for every sort of stage of my planning process going forward. <laughs> yes, yes. Like you move on to Kiwi. The pool pack, the new pool, that's the guava is in the pool in pack. the pool pack, okay. And so is Kiwi. I, we could go on all day about how much. Uh, we'll talk pack. about it later, about all the getting our hands on the pool pack. Okay, so... We're going to get to know you well over the next literal year. Your wedding is when and where again? It is April 2023. We are just shy of nine months away in Malibu, California. So you're actually, out of all the ambassadors, I believe you are the first to get married. I am, yes. Yeah. That, and I plan that. And I don't think a lot of people get married in the spring and winter. So I'm kind of in that phase of my life where everyone I know is getting married in like the summer through the fall. So yep. I intently plan this wedding away from all of my friends. That's a good yeah. good plan. Yeah. And I know we'll get all into it because I know you have been to like, what is it, four weddings, three bachelorette parties? I had, oh, that was just 2021. Oh so at the end of this year, it will be eight weddings, eight bachelorette parties. Stop. <laughs> so Mila is not only an expert in being a wedding attender and guest. Just tell us about what you do for work and how that kind of applies to like what the content you've been creating for weddings is. Yeah, definitely. So I went to FIT. That's how I like essentially brought me to New York. Mm -hmm. um, I work in fashion right now. I work in wholesale fashion. So I am essentially the salesperson for brands before they hit retail stores. 
So with that, um, I do a lot of, like I study a lot of consumer buying patterns. I work hand in hand with designers and production teams to kind of produce new collections for future seasons. And because I'm a salesperson, I am looking at the collections like sometimes two years in advance before they hit the stores because I have to sell them to the stores before they hit you know, you as a retailer. Yeah. So, or as a consumer from the retailer. So, um, I'm just, I constantly am in the know of trends and just kind of studying like what might rise like mid through the season, what people are gravitating towards, what is going to die, what's going to kind of long last throughout the industry. Okay. This is so fascinating. And I think we're going to have to do a whole episode on like trends and how they apply to weddings and stuff that you're seeing. But just like off the top of your head, do you have any trends you're seeing that you could see like being big with weddings? Oh yeah, there's so many. And a lot of them aren't directly related to fashion. It can be kind of like decor trends. Like I had posted a video about how I think we're starting to see people stray away from like rounded floral arches at weddings and they're becoming more grounded. They're the same Mm -hmm. cost um, essentially because you're using the same amount of flowers, but it's just like a different approach and like a modern take. And then a lot of people are getting more modern with their invitations. So we're seeing a lot less of like scripted fonts and more people showing personality through like hand illustrated invitation suites, yes. watercolor designs. Um, I mean, I could really go on for hours about all the different trends. Okay, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do a trends episode. So stay yeah. tuned for that because you're you're not only our type A bride, you're our trends expert. You I'm excited to talk to you more. Um, okay, so why do we call you the type A control freak bride? Uh, well, I think that's like self-coined because <laughs> I am just type A and control freak. Mm-hmm. I think that's just my personality. I'm a Libra. I like to plan every aspect of my life. And okay. I think the one thing that I didn't plan was my engagement, which I'm so obviously thankful for. And Alex knew that. Um, he knew exactly how to surprise me throughout the engagement. But I'm just the type of bride that I cannot feel settled unless like I have a hand in every single aspect of my wedding mm-hmm. because I have a certain vision and idea. Mm-hmm. And Alex and I feed off each other very well. Like I know his personality to the T and he and I have both determined that like we will not have fun at our weddings if other people are ha- are not having fun. And so I need to have ultimate control over every planning process to ensure that everyone else has fun so that we have fun, if that makes sense. Got you. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I get I totally understand that. Do you envision that like being a detriment to you? Like, do you think you're going to want to have so much control so so that on the day of the wedding, if something goes wrong and it's like out of your control, will you freak out? I'm not that bad, thankfully. Like I, we, we discussed early on in the planning process, like what was necessary for me to kind of relax. And that was our non-negotiable was hiring a planner because I needed to be able to put my trust into someone to ultimately enjoy the day. So I fully trust the professionals to do their job. I think it's just right now there's so many opinions and so many different people that want to help in every way they can. And I'm like, just leave it to me in the planner right now. Yeah. And when I need to allocate like external help, I have no problem reaching out, but I can't give someone work prematurely without me looking over it first, if that makes sense. Yes. Which is probably a detriment to my career as well, because I've been trying to figure (laughs) out like how the heck I'm going to be able to lead a team eventually if I just can't give up any work. No, I mean, no, that's a really good point. I think it just shows like, like in a job, like you're mm-hmm. saying, it's hard in wedding planning, especially it's harder than it looks to delegate. Like mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, just delegate, give that t- task to your mother-in-law, give that to your bridesmaids, give it. But it's so much harder when you are the one who's been like gatekeeping without trying all of the information the entire time that affects like like the guest list and, and the little caveats that you know about stuff. Like you can't just 
assign that to exactly. People. And I'm so detail oriented. And that is essentially like mm. what my wedding is focused on, like all the small minute details, because that's what makes me happy. That shows our personality as a couple. And I just, I'll notice, like I will yeah. notice, like even though the ultimate end result, the goal is for Alex and I to have the best time ever. We're getting married. It really doesn't matter. But like, I will notice yeah. if something is awry or not, you know, <laughs> in the right place. And like, then I'll just like, I'll have a great day, but then I'll probably obsess over it for like, Two months yeah, or six yep, months. Like, yep. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I can't give you a time frame because that's just how I am. <laughs> Look, we love the honesty and the self-awareness. And I think you're going into it with the perfect outlook being like, I trust the professionals. Like, I'm going to be who I am and I'm going to plan and be type A. But at the end of the day, goal is to enjoy it with Alex and then trust the professionals. Yeah, that uh, trust the prof- professionals up to a point <laughs> because I did have Uh-oh. an incident already where I did have to part ways from a previous planner Tell. Yes. <laughs> Spill the tea. So this Spill the is high any inspiration for anyone who, uh, yes, who feels that they might have made an improper decision or didn't feel confident in their decision making with their vendors. I had a kind of a gut feeling from the moment I signed the contract that me and this person might not, our aesthetics might not align. Like she's a very nice person. She's, yep. she's done weddings at my venue before. She's featured in People Magazine. Wow. But ultimately, as someone who works in fashion and who's very detail-oriented, I kind of know exactly what I want, which you know works to my advantage. But I had this overwhelming fear that each, like as it got closer to my wedding, I was going to walk into a wedding venue that was not decorated in the way that we had discussed. Because I've she, heard of people that happening. Yes. And because our aesthetics were just not matching. Like I yeah. kept describing my aesthetic. What's and, yours versus hers? So mine is more like modern, romantic, intimate, mm. like... I'd prefer a lot more candles than florals. Yes. I want it very moody, minimal, like black and white. My bridesmaids are wearing white. Yes. It's very simple. She kept using the word like glam Ooh. to describe. No oh. hate to anyone who likes that aesthetic, but that is like so not Opposite. me. Yeah. It was like giving me like severe anxiety. <laughs> like I didn't have actually a wedding, like what is it, a nightmare until a few weeks ago, thankfully, after we had part ways. Oh, but get ready. They'll start more. I know. <laughs> But we had, I felt like I was just like talking to a wall and then Mm. we kind of caught, like we just were having disagreements. And then eventually I was like, look, I appreciate all your hard work, but this isn't working for us. And she actually kind of read that before I did. So she let go of us before we let go of her. Wow. Just hilarious. But it like, thankfully, because I'm not like, I'm non-confrontational. I didn't have to like fire her. Yeah. So I was like, great. She's like, well, maybe we should part ways. I was like, yep. Fantastic. There we go. Thank you. So were you, (laughs) did you find a new planner? I did. And I'm much, much more confident with my current planner. She is just exactly what I wanted. And I wish I spent more time in the planning process, like thoroughly looking for planners. I had interviewed a few, like there are a lot of these big name planners in California that a Mm. lot of people know that a lot of people seek to for inspiration for their weddings. Mm -hmm. And I had interviewed one of them previously, but she took forever to get back to me. And I think she was already a red flag. Yeah. So I went with the the planner who was responsive, who was, who I felt would give me the attention. And in retrospect, I probably should have went like, not that I would have went with the girl who was non-responsive, but Mm -hmm. if aesthetic is more of an importance to me, I should have followed that. That's true. I mean, it's just tough now because I've heard more and more recently, especially for you 2023 brides, that like the the not being responsive with planners, any other vendors too, is becoming an issue. I think all of these vendors are just getting so busy and so overbooked and doing the best they can, but like they're just not responding. Like, and, and especially like some of my vendors even like love them all and they all did an incredible job, but I've like recommended them to people and then 
people will text me and be like, so and so is not responding. Like, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't yeah. So it just sucks. Like you said, I think the right thing is to prioritize. Like, are you going to be okay with somebody who's a little bit less responsive just because you like their their design and aesthetic the most, or is responsiveness more important to you for your peace of mind and for 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 everything so yeah I think so I think it's all honestly just about prioritizing what is important to you for your wedding because yeah like weddings are not like a one-size-fit-all sort of thing like it's Mm -hmm. all about each couple like what you want to gain out of this experience and your wedding day so like I said we are focusing on a guest-centered experience there are other brides who are like this day is all about me I don't care if my guests have like one hors d'oeuvre and they dance to like like Taylor Swift on repeat all night like we're gonna be happy And that's fine, but I have strategically aligned all of my other vendors to match what we are looking for. Mm -hmm. And the proof is kind of in their portfolios and the work that I've seen that they've done. So that was my only downfall was like, I, it was the opposite. I was like, okay, you respond to me and that's what I need. But like I said, she wasn't delivering like on the aesthetic side. Right, right. Oh, I'm so excited. I love a bride who has her aesthetic vision, like in mind, ready to go because then you know, it's going to be so good. Like I... I'm just so excited to see all of yours come to life. Yes. I'm, I'm picturing, like, from what you told me, I, I saw this really chic wedding in Brides recently. It was, mm-hmm. like, fame-adjacent people. It was, like, the founder of some sort of production company. Mm-hmm. It was very, like, simple Cali vibes, like, modern romantic. And I'm wondering, I'm picturing that. Yeah, that's definitely the vibe. Like, I mean, Malibu, you know, it's where we're getting married also, I should mention, it's not beachfront. So oh, I think that's what a lot of people assume with Malibu. I'm originally from Orange County, like near Newport Beach area. So looking for venues actually in beach cities is pretty difficult if you don't want a beachfront wedding, which is not what we wanted. Like at that point, we would just, we should have just gotten married in Mexico or done a destination somewhere in like Costa Rica, whatever. Totally. So probably save money in that room. Exactly. So what we were looking for, I guess our priorities in Malibu were like, okay, Malibu in the Santa Monica Monica mountains has like a ton of vineyards. So I needed like a ton of activities for all of Alex's family to occupy their time with throughout the wedding weekend. I needed it to be a destination where a lot of people hadn't been. So it would be a vacation at the same time, but Mm -hmm. it's still within the U.S., and where we're getting married is a ranch. So it's like hidden in the Santa Monica Mountains. Like you would drive by it a hundred times and not realize it's actually there Ugh. because it's tucked away like a really long driveway, like in the mountains. So it's very intimate, very cozy, lush greenery, I'm, waterfalls everywhere, like on the property. Is it hard to get to or not really? It's not hard to get to. Like GPS is pretty straightforward oh, because there's also um, a guest ranch. Like there's... Um, accommodations on site so you can stay like people in LA always do like staycations there because it's a really nice property there's a beach club attached to it so it's like an all-in-one resort like you have a pool and then access to the beach club there's all these like activities that go on there's multiple restaurants yeah wow we wanted to make it like an overall experience but I needed it to be intimate yes it it sounds just like that I was Mm -hmm. gonna say like that people don't have to leave to go get stuff. So that makes it seem intimate. But it also is like a, I don't want to use the word retreat because that sounds like you're being forced to be there. But yeah. it sounds like a fun, amazing like retreat weekend where you're exactly. all going. To, oh, yeah. Wow. A lot of, a lot of, um, actually, I think it was Chriselle and her ex, Justin, got married there. Justin Hartley. Uh, yeah. I think I'm just like totally giving away my venue now. Sorry. Cause I was trying not to do that, but it's okay. <laughs> We're <laughs> going to um, find you. Yeah. It's a, um, it's a pretty cool place that a lot of local LA or people who live in LA tend to go on like staycations for because it's, 
super close to LA, but you, you get like the magic of really having like a baby moon yeah. weekend or like a couple's weekend. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure like guests that are coming from afar, like East Coast, if if you're coming to the West Coast for a wedding, you kind of make a week out of that. Exactly. Like my brother did Laguna Niguel <laughs> and um, it, we made a week out of it. Like everybody mm-hmm. kind of, it's like California, a destination. So. Right, exactly. Oh my God, that's going to be so much fun. Okay. Let's talk about how we even got here. Back up a little. Yeah. Um, how we even got to your wedding and engagement in the first place. So tell us a little bit about Alex, how you two met. I love your meet story personally. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So Alex and I met in 2018. He's four years older than I. He is from North Jersey, just right outside of New York City. Obviously, I'm from California. Um, He had just moved back to, he moved to Hoboken, back to New Jersey after he went to college in Rhode Island four years and then lived in Boston four years. I had been living in the city four years um, post-graduation. And you know, in New York City, especially when you don't go to a traditional college or university, like the dating apps were your social life. Mm-hmm. And for him, he's like, I don't all have a ton of friends since all my college friends are in New England. We were like, we met on Bumble. Mm-hmm. I, we were not, neither of us were looking for serious relationships. It was kind of like, we're looking to meet people, hang out. Like I've met some, uh, had friends meet other great friends through dating apps, like whether it was like a relationship or not, even, even other girlfriends. So whatever. We met, I messaged him on Bumble asking what are your thoughts on breakfast for dinner? I am a huge omelet, pancakes, like avocado toast for dinner type girl. And his response, he was just, I think, a little taken aback because no one really asked weird questions like that. <laughs> They're like, hey, how are you? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be different. Um, we started talking for a few weeks. I pretty much was like not interested in actually going on a date, which is so sad, even though I messaged him. Like I was just like here for the social aspect yeah, of yeah. dating, but not actually wanting to date. And then after a while, he was like, okay, I'm going on vacation. So I guess I'll see you when I come back. And I felt so guilty. I'm like, okay, you actually probably should go out. This guy, he's been texting you yeah. like every day for three weeks. We met up. We had a, We had our first date in Nolita and then in so or like on the border of Soho. Mm-hmm. And after that first date, it was raining, of course, like so cliche New York City. Yeah. He, I have my umbrella waiting to get on the subway to go back to my apartment. He pulls me in for a kiss. And I was like, <gasps> oh, my God. I just I got the chills. I know. I was like, I almost rolled my eyes. But then I was like, hmm, OK. <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. I was like, fine. I like that. And then I was like, OK, I guess I'll see you when you get back. And then he went away for like a week and a half. And then halfway through the trip, I was like, shoot. I like really like that guy. Yeah, I was like, that was pretty like assertive. Yeah. And I don't think I've dated anyone that was like, you could tell he just like knows what he wants. Yes. And so do you. I can already tell. (laughs) I I know. And so I texted him like halfway through his trip. I was like, which I never do. I'm like, hey, how are you? Usually I'm the girl that was like, I'll let you text me and ask me out the next time. Yeah. He messaged or he messaged back and he admitted to me that he with his was in the same room with his sister and was like, yes. Like he could tell I wasn't really feeling it that night and that confirmed that I was yeah, sort yeah. of feeling it and then obsessed with each other from that point on. Yeah. Yay. So we dated for how many years before the proposal? We dated for three and a half years. Yes. Okay. COVID, living with him and his parents during COVID includes one of those. That's, like, that's like the ultimate year. test. You're ready yeah, to get COVID married tomorrow. <laughs> I don't, that is especially moving in with the in-laws during yeah. that. I oh, did yeah. two weeks with mine and love him to death, but it was like, you know, it's... It's tough to live with the in-laws. It is, yeah. It's It's an adjustment. Yeah, it's tough to live with anybody who's not your house because you just feel like you're imposing even though they don't make you feel like it. And it's Right. And we could not be more like, we're very similar personalities, but we were raised very different because Mm. he's from the East Coast and I'm from the West Coast. Like, Sure. My family is that cliche, like California laid back, chill family. And 
I guess I'm not used to like his family being like more close knit and kind of involved in each other's like every part of their lives. Not that my family's not in like loving or anything like that, but it's very different the way that we handle family situations. So that was the ultimate test. But um, yeah. Well, and that comes out to play in the wedding so much. Like I, my, my family's the same way. My dad, I didn't even know what I was doing for the wedding until we got there the day of, like he could care less about what I was, what things were happening and when and the colors and, but like, you know, my, my fiance, my mother-in-law was, is definitely has been just more involved. I mean, not that my parents were never involved. I, Mm -hmm. you know, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just a different dynamic. And like, you know, she appreciated being involved more in things. And, and we didn't mind letting her into stuff. But right. yeah, it's just so interesting because those family dynamics like come out to play. They definitely do. And I think his mom is like, his family is very much so that like East Coast, like socialite, like social family. Mm-hmm. So they go to a ton of like events. Like his mom is part of a field club and they go to like galas and things. And my family is like, more family oriented because right. my family is so large. So it's like backyard barbecues with flip flops and his family's like out to dinner in this. They grew up going to dinner in the city, like oh. as like a regular event, which is mm. so different. Like we didn't, my family never grew up like going to LA. Yeah. If that you guys makes sense. cooked at home. Right. Yeah. So it's just like the difference in personalities. Um, well, is and what I sometimes like it's not saying your in-laws are like this, but sometimes when it's like, you know, it, it, they are socialite people that parents we've always said this on this podcast parents can kind of like turn the wedding into like a way to show off like what they can do and it's like the you know that's when the friends get invited the parents Mm -hmm. of the friend or friends with parents and it just becomes like a little show yeah it definitely becomes a show and I think that's why it's really important to if you can like monitor your guest list because I would say on like both sides of my family like they're both sides of our family. There were suggestions of so many friends that Alex and I had never met to be invited. And that's exactly what you say. It becomes a show. You can kind of read when people are trying to do things to please other people. Yep. And then there's like the opinions that come left and right. Like yep. my mom, for example, wanted her best friend from work that has she's loved forever that I've literally never met. And I'm <laughs> like, I love that you love her, but like I can't meet her for the first time at my wedding. Right. And it's like, uh, if your mom like really, my outlook on that is like, if she really, really wants her there and it's like, I get it. You're, you're her daughter. You want to make her happy. I'd say like, I got to meet her before. Like she can, let's invite her to the bridal shower, which we'll get to because you're having two. I I am having two. (laughs) Um, Which is not that abnormal. I feel like a lot of people have two. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like you, you, you let her, but at the same time, I would have the same outlook as you. Like, if you haven't met her, then why should you just put her on the guest list without an audition first? Right. And why has there no been? Why hasn't there been any sort of like urgency for me to meet her in the like twenty seven years I've been alive? Yeah, like, that's true. That you've been working with her. Like, why has there never been that's a brunch? That's true. It's like, why can't we just be like, mom, listen? Like, if you want me to meet your best, like, if you want to do something, why can't we just like do a brunch with her or right. do? That's a good fix. That's a good alternative. Like, exactly. let's just do something else. Or like, when next time we throw you like a birthday party, mom, like, let's she just, needs to then be there. she can come. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, what's the guess? How many people are we looking at? Oh gosh, it changes. Everything. Every day we've invited 200. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a big wedding. Um, I we're anticipating about like 160, 170, just because some older relatives, you know, you kind of have to do the courtesy invite that you know won't travel, right? Even on some of my relatives who are in California, yeah, I know it could be a lot, yeah. For them, so, well, the courtesy invite when with a ca- usually I say like my advice in the past has been like don't invite unless 
you actually are okay with their presence at the wedding. Mm -hmm. But I do think there's an exception with California sometimes, unless for some reason, like all the 200 people live there. Right. Because it is kind of, it does feel destination. It really is. It does. It is a little more like cost of stuff and living there is a little pricier than other areas of the country. Mm -hmm. So not everybody might be able to make it. And so you might be looking at more like 150. Yeah, that would honestly be ideal. That would make my life (laughs) so great if that many people could come. We wanted it to be as small as possible, but of course it just kind of grows out of your control. And I do have such a large family being half Filipino. And the fact my family is in California, um, that automatic, like I had to cut out a lot of relatives that I didn't feel comfortable with or else I would have a 300 person wedding. Like I'm going to my cousin's 300 person wedding in a couple weeks. Are you one of those families who do like, you call the cousins cousins, but they're actually like third cousins? That is exactly it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my, my, both my grandparents on my mom's side. So her parents, one of them is one of seven. The other is one of eight siblings. So Whoa. if you do like that family tree, like if everyone <laughs> I had, can't even my grandma had four it. kids. So it's like, it just continues to grow. Wow. So my mom being one of the youngest in the group had kids first, but my grand, my grandma's and grandfather's siblings had kids later in life. So me and my mom's cousins are technically closer in age, even though they are first cousins. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So like I have so an uncle in- who's like 35. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That is so interesting. So are you, you cut some of them or is it? No, I, I kind of cut it at, uh, because I grew up with these cousins. Like right. I grew up with them taking care of me, babysitting me. I unfortunately had to cut their parents, which is what I kind of let my grandmother kind of take over and let her know, like, you know, like not not to be rude, but they're not missing anything. Like right. they're at the point in their life where they're like, of course we'd love to celebrate you. You know, some people were definitely hurt, but it was like, it's one or the other, or else I am having a three hundred person wedding. And yeah. like that is not feasible financially, or that will not be any fun for either of us. Hell no. So my grandma kindly had the conversations and same with my grandparents on Go my dad's Grammy. side. Yeah. She deserves the high noon. We're, does, we're sending yeah. her a, a, a couple <laughs> well, packs. The high noons. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's that was just the fair way to do it because like, or, you know, you've been to probably weddings where you see elder relatives just sitting at the tables all night. Yeah. And that's that, well, what that's I would have. Thing, like, sorry, not yeah. to like, like ageism here, but yeah. like, that's the thing. They kind they don't enjoy it as much as we think, I don't think. Right. Like, and I, I could see my cousins or my uncles and aunts who are closer to my age, like they will have a great time and they yeah. would love to celebrate me knowing how far we have come just in our relationship, like from right. them babysitting me. Yeah. They have their own kids now, et cetera. So they'll get more out of it than the elderly. Exactly. For sure. And half of them live in the Philippines now, so it doesn't even matter. Are you hitting oh okay, true. Yeah. Are you hitting any issues with like the families plus ones? That was a big thing for me. It was like the cousins had boyfriends and girlfriends and who I had never met. And I was like, well, if you're like living together now I guess I Mm -hmm. fucking have to invite you yeah no thankfully not because out of my actual cousins my first cousins I'm the oldest so the rest of them are like either in high school or will be like early in college so I don't think that they would feel comfortable being like hey here's my freshman year girlfriend (laughs) can I bring her Um, yeah I would just wait I honestly think I'd be like shocked I'd be like come because I've never like (laughs) didn't know you were in a relationship but um no not really because all of my other cousins luckily are already married with children so it was not even a question whether or not obviously I would include them like I've grown up with their spouses just as much as I've grown up with them okay yeah okay which is lucky oh the yeah. guest it's more so friends I think friends yeah. my age that I'm starting to get a little antsy about plus ones because 
mm-hmm. have this strict rule of like, you know, the rule of wedding planning. They must yeah. be living together by the time you send out the save the dates. Yep. And it's so easy to say that. And then like every time I see another friend, they're like, oh, I have a serious boyfriend and we're moving in in two months. And I'm like, Ugh. well, how can I not invite someone that's living with them at the that's time of our wedding? living with you. But then again, yeah. you haven't met them yet. Exactly. Or even if you have, like I, that shouldn't just be like a quick meeting shouldn't be like an automatic ticket to the wedding. 100%. So like, I think that's what is putting me a little bit, um, giving me more, a little bit more stress, I think, is yeah. my friend group because I... I'll say my friend group's pretty split. Some are like in serious relationships and are married and some are like, you know, pretty single. Yeah. Which anything could change. People should not be that offended for, I, I talked about this on our last episode, but I just got invited as a D-list invite <laughs> to a wedding next weekend. Uh, literally just got invited. And it was just me, not Mike. I'm married to Mike. You, you all know, like Mike yeah. and I are up each other's asses so but sorry censoring myself sorry (laughs) but um she didn't invite him because I was a last minute invite it was an old co-worker thing where she's inviting some other old co-workers who it's just them not their significant others and I am not offended one bit but Mike was happy Mike was like hell yeah no offense I don't want to like say no like I don't want to have to say no or like go so right I think I'm at the phase of my life now where it's like the less invites I get the happier I get like unless we are best best friends like I'd probably have a qualm but if we're best friends there's not even a there shouldn't be a question right right. like if that's a good guest list filter yeah if there's a question then maybe it should just be no right and like I had to deny two weddings this year one because it happened Mm -hmm. to be on the same day as another Mm -hmm. and then another was like my neighbor I grew up with that I haven't seen in like seven years and I'm like girl, I love you. We shared many memories crying on the sidewalks about boys in high school, but like I cannot, you know, fly Mm -hmm. out to another wedding. And so as much as I remember my high school memories, will I remember you at the time of my wedding, having the time of your life, knowing no one from my future, my current life? Yep. And it's super cliche, but it's like for those people that you grew up with in the past and stuff, it's like, do you see them in your future? That's a good question to ask yourself. If not, then Maybe they were just a past thing and should be left in the past. Exactly. And remember the times with them. I know you had mentioned in your fabulous application for the ambassador program that you and Alex are kind of merging your different cultural backgrounds and religions. Can you kind of tell us about that and how you plan on doing that? Yes, we are a mix of absolutely everything. So I'm half (laughs) Filipino, half black. Um, my family, the Filipino side, is immigrants. My grandma came here from the Philippines. Alex is Greek, Italian, and Lebanese. Ooh, so he triple. grew up in New Jersey, but his family, his mother is Italian, his dad is Greek and Lebanese. So he grew up in the Greek Orthodox Church, um, and I grew up Catholic, being Filipino. Wow. So between us, we both knew that we did not want a church ceremony the day of our wedding. Mm-hmm. We mostly just because of time, selfishly, because shuttles are really expensive. Right. Like, unless there's some way that, like, the church is, like, right next door to your wedding ceremony and you just, like, hop on over, that would be, like, an ideal scenario. But especially because I didn't grow up in Malibu, it wasn't a question of whether or not we wanted to just, like, Google search Greek Orthodox Church in Malibu. It's so much harder, easier said than done. Churches are so strict. Yes. The whole, the listeners have heard my whole story, but, like, the only reason we were able to do our ceremony at our venue was because Maryland is one of two dioceses in the country that oh, allows that. Yeah. I, I, we did a Catholic wedding. Yeah. And it, but it was still so hard. We had to beg mm-hmm. on our knees to find a deacon. We couldn't even find a priest. Like yeah. that was at least the Catholic religion, but go on. Yeah. Greek, Greek, or, Greek Orthodox is a little bit more lenient than Catholicism. I mean, their mm-hmm. rules are a little different. Um, like for example, their, their priest, their father can be married. 
So oh, he's not like okay. giving up himself to the brotherhood. Like he's married with a family, I like that. which is nice because you grow up instead of like in the Catholic church where the priests sometimes get transferred and moved around, you grow up with like one standing person of your church. You know their family growing up, which I think is very intimate and special. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex grew up in the church in New Jersey, and it just felt a little bit more special to us if we could get married in that church. So to kind of appease both of our family members so that we did get married in a church, but also avoid getting married on the day of our actual wedding. That way we can emphasize and, you know, utilize all the time we have at the venue. Totally. We are having a separate church wedding about two months before our wedding in Malibu. So it'll, it will take place February 2022, 2023, excuse me. And that's in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Yes. That'll be special though. Yes. It will be very intimate. We are avoiding a second wedding as much as possible. Ideally... We are actually not ideally. It's 20 people max. So that's <laughs> yeah. just close family. It's just family members. Yeah. My sister, my parents, my grandma. And maybe parents. that's something you invite more of the elderly to instead. Yeah. We had considered, which I'm leaving <laughs> up to his parents, to if they would like to include a lot of the members in their church that they could not invite to the wedding. Perfect. Because that was a kind of, you know, when you make an A list, a B list for your wedding, the church members kind of made that B list. Of, you know, not yeah. that they're B people, but like mm. it's family first, yeah. you know, obviously. So it's a way to get a lot more people involved. But with that, you know, having a church wedding means you have to feed people after. Yeah. So I told his family, I was like, just tell you know, if you want to invite everyone, then you, you tell fund. me when the reception is and I'll yeah. just show up. Because if it were up to Alex and I, we would just go to a diner after like well, Sex in the City should. vibes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Well, they should too. Usually if it is the family, like being the ones that are saying that it's important to them, they want to do this, they want this moment, then they'll kind of put on the festivities. Exactly. So yeah, the only issue that we really have ran into with that whole process is, I didn't know this, but it makes sense uh, that you can't get married in a Catholic or Orthodox church during Lent, which (sighs) Lent, of course, in 2023 is much earlier than it normally is. Which just is a such a fantastic thing. Course. So it, I think Easter, Orthodox Easter and Catholic Easter usually run around one or two weeks from each other. Sometimes it can be longer. It just depends on the calendar. So the, probably the past three years, it's been Catholic Easter and then Orthodox Easter within a week or two after. Okay. So this year they are three weeks before our wedding. Uh, yeah, three weeks before our wedding, and then the week before my wedding is my grandma's 80th birthday. So that week in question was not available for us. Yeah. To get married in the church, and then. Through the entire 40 days of Lent, you are not allowed to get married in the Orthodox Church or Catholic like Church. Like at all? Like yeah. a sanctified, like in, like physically inside the church, like sanctified by those They religions. typically don't allow it. Oh. So, but because Alex has... That's a lot of the springtime. It is, which is, so that's why we, like, wow, ideally we wanted to have it like two weeks before the wedding, but that would be in the thick That's of why you're doing two months. Two months, yeah. Which really bummed Alex wow. out because... Not that it's anticlimactic, but I get we that. are getting married, like for real, yeah. in the church. So it's like we get married, and then I'm like, okay, take back my ring, <laughs> and like just hang it, hold Save on it to for it for one. two months. Yeah, you know. Listen, I get it. I see what he, how he feels, but a you have to do it. You have to do it this way. You kind of have no other choice. You had no choice. And yeah. B, I think nowadays with like so many post-COVID brides, like. I call them COVID brides, the ones that had to like move shit around because of the pandemic. Um, I think everybody's like getting more used to just like the two wedding thing. I know Mm -hmm. so many people doing that, not even for these reasons. Like these are more valid reasons. Some people are just doing two weddings because they're like smaller and then postpone for a bigger reception. That's becoming so much more mainstream and normal to do. So 
I think it'll be fine. Like, I think yeah. it's going to feel like two completely different vibes, obviously. Like, this right. is very intimate. Yeah. And then, so, okay, so you're doing the Greek Orthodox church ceremony there. Mm -hmm. Then big wedding will be a Catholic wedding? Big wedding will just be a regular, so like oh, a regular okay, okay. non-denominational service um, oh. ceremony. So my grandfather on my dad's side, not on the Filipino Catholic side, is a minister at a Baptist church. I, I have a very religious family. Yeah. So we, I hope he's not listening to this because we have not asked him officially to be our officiant, but we are going to ask him to be our officiant okay. for that wedding. Um, he's a beautiful speaker, speaks publicly. He'll do, you know, like a quick prayer, yeah. but it won't be as anything as lengthy right. as a Catholic ceremony. <laughs> And that was another reason why we decided to do it separately because Catholic ceremonies are long. They're mm -hmm. already like up to an hour. Orthodox ceremonies are like an hour and a half, oh almost my two hours. Word, imagine. Yeah. It's very special. I don't want to take away from it. It's a very beautiful process. Totally. Like we're going to wear a crown and there's all these like really important, meaningful things that we do as a couple to seal our love in the church. But selfishly, like I said, I'd, I don't want to put any of my friends through that. Like, no. I don't want to go. I wouldn't want to go to that. That's nope. a 20-person family only Right. Thing. And that way you can just, like, my mom's going to wear a pantsuit. I'm like, yeah, mom. Like, or look just... chic. We'll go and get pizza or Italian food somewhere in New Jersey mm -hmm. and just, like, keep it at that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, just hearing you talk about all of this, this is just one of the many details of planning a, an overall wedding. Like, yes. the I mean, that for me, the Catholic stuff, I was like, Mike, this is where you time to shine, baby. Because yes. literally I was like, you are the one in charge of doing all the pre-K, like making sure we're registered at the proper times for pre-K, like that. I was like, I can't even start to think about all that. So. Yeah, exactly. So that's like one of the things that Alex is fully taking over. And one of, actually one of the things I'm happily able to let him take over because yeah. it, not that it's not as meaningful, but it's his church. He's familiar. Like he served on the altar since he was a young boy. I love that. So. I was... Two was an altar boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was an altar girl. An altar, yeah. It's actually, you can still in the Orthodox Church still serve on the altar, which he has. Like he's 31 years old and oh, served yeah, on the you altar told me recently. That. That's right. Which is really sweet. And he knows everyone from the church. So it's it's something that he's just completely taking control over. And it's, I don't have to Amazing. worry about it. But with that, luckily, because my family will be flying in that weekend, we're planning to do it President's Day weekend so that our family has that Monday off. Mm. We're doing my bridal shower in accordance with that weekend. Smart. Yes. Two, two birds, birds one with one stone. stone. Yeah. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> yes. Cheers to that. Yes. Cheers um, to that. Yes. Wait. Okay. The bride. I have so many questions for you. I'm trying to like organize with. Okay. The bridal showers. Can you yes. give a quick overview of where why you're doing two? Two is just simply because his mother asked my future mother-in-law asked if she could throw me one. I said of course. Yeah. And that you know that way I can celebrate with his family, my totally. friends who live here in New York. And then my mom, obviously mother of the bride, will throw hers in California okay. with my family and my friends out in California. Smart, smart. That'll work out. That way you're appeasing both. I like that they're both offering to throw you a shower because yes. a lot of the issues we see with other brides is that like nobody feels like throwing them a shower. So you I have know. two. That is like a privilege that I, I there's so many privileges I didn't realize that I oh, had yeah. <laughs> like in wedding planning. Like I'm actually having like, I'm complaining because I'm like, everyone wants to be involved. And like, then I really like humble myself and Listen, I'm like, oh. Having a wedding is a privilege. Yes. If you're listening to this podcast about having your wedding your privilege too yes. like it's all the wedding industry is filled with privilege it is and I'm things. so lucky and thankful to be loved and mm -hmm. by so many and my, I have to say my mother my future mother-in-law has impeccable taste like she's a very chic lady Ooh. like I said she's she grew up in the Bronx but she 
lives in New Jersey. She is like a lady who lunches, like Ooh. very chic. I just pictured like Miranda Priestly. She is. She's just she's <laughs> petite, but she like knows exactly what she wants. Like she is running around. Oh, boss. Um, so I'm really excited like for hers because also it will it will be a nice way for my family to connect with a lot of my East Coast friends too that they normally don't get to for because. Sure. Whenever they visit, I'm like, we got to do a million things in New York. You got to see the Empire State Building again and again. So <laughs> now this way it's – and also they can connect with Alex's family, whom a lot of they've never met, like yeah. his aunts and, all, like aunts and cousins. For sure. Like and that. then it's a good thing before the wedding because then they get to the wedding and they all kind of know each other. Exactly. Um, okay. One of the things I definitely want to touch on before we get to our fun games is that you are our DIY brides. Bride. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that you are our DIY bride. I'm so excited for that. You're our everything bride. You're yes. our type A bride. You're our bi-coastal bride. Right. You're, th- let's talk about the DIY stuff. What can't I do? Literally, um, what can you not do? Well, you know, this was actually not by choice, being a <laughs> DIY bride. Um, it never is, I feel like. And really if it is, is, like, more power to you. Right. Like, I definitely do enjoy a good project every now and again. Like, I went to fashion school. I have an artistic, like, creative background. But um, we're just like severely over budget. I'll just give it to you straight. Our <laughs> with, vet, you know, getting married in Malibu is not cheap. No. Wow, shocker. Especially with 200 guests. 200 people. So um, yeah, I was like, in order to maintain the aesthetic that I'm trying to achieve, because that is actually not something I'm willing to compromise on. Like I nice. will compromise on other things, but like aesthetic to me, like I want people to, if you're coming to my wedding, you better take a million pictures because that is what will mean more to me than anything. Because I, I want that. you to remember how chic it was, because that's who we are. Alex does not care about that. Like he wants good music, good food, all that's important too. Mm-hmm. But the aesthetic, the details is what I want to focus on. And I do enjoy a project. So thankfully I can go, choose baby. with High Noon along every project yes. that I work on. But um, yeah, DIY projects, crickets, TikToks, <laughs> my best friends. So what are you thinking of DIYing? Like, are we talking tablescape details, like the little table tents, I guess they're called, the name cards, things like like paper products? Yes, paper is all stationary. So I have okay. DIYed. Um, I worked with a friend who designed our Save the Dates, which saved me a ton of money. And then I took it to a local print shop in Hoboken, mm. who then printed it for me. And then I used the Cricut Pen tool to hand address all of the invites. So they have this like beautiful script font and honestly look like I paid thousands of dollars for them. Wow. I did it on my Cricut, which is great. How um, much is, does a Cricut cost? I, around like 200 to 300 depending on what model you get. You can get them used too. Used, yeah. Yeah, like but I, I think it's worth it for any – if you like you're, I'm going to use it for my bachelorette. I'm going to use yes. it for bridal shower things, gifts for my bridesmaids, like – even beyond that, my friend's having a birthday party in a couple of weeks. And I was like, can I use my Cricut? Like, I'm like thirsty to use <laughs> it, actually. It. Yeah, I'm like, how can I use this thing? <laughs> Cricut obsessed. I love this for you. Okay, and yeah. explain to me exactly like what it is. A printer, right? It is like a vinyl cutting machine. Oh, wow. So you can you can create T-shirts. I think, it, I don't know if it's like laser cutter. I actually don't know the verbiage on Honestly, this. Honestly, probably. Yeah, but you can create like T-shirts. You can create signage. Like if you bought, for example, if you like if you're the bride who loves like acrylic signage, yes. but you don't want to pay like $200 for a seating chart, you mm-hmm. can print that and like transfer it onto a large sheet of acrylic if you buy the oh, acrylic. Oh, it's like the, you print the sticky. Like the lettering, exactly, and transfer it on. So, and then it comes with the pen tool so you can write and address things. It comes with like an etching tool. I watched a video today on how someone created like their own acrylic bookmark using like the etching carving tool. Wow. Yeah. Oh, this the capabilities are actually endless. Um, Cricket sponsor us. Yeah, Cricket sponsor <laughs> me because 
the paper is expensive. Yeah. Oh, wait, this is so fascinating, though. I love that you can I just say mad respect that you are like aesthetic and design is important to me. I'm not willing to compromise on that. Because that's the advice we always give and hear on here. We always say like, you know, if you're budgeting, like focus on the the guest experiences, the food, the band, the alcohol, that kind of the venue design out the way out the window. You're you don't need a great design to have a good time. Exactly. You're like, no, I want it. I want it all. I and do. I'm going to have it all. Right. And I can't I have the chills. I cannot wait to see how this all unfolds. Thank you. Um. Okay, well, wait, it's DIY is still on the subject of DIY. Anything else you're planning on DIYing, bachelorette party stuff? Yes, everything. So I've, I have decided with when it comes to the cricket, like you either with anything for your wedding, you will pay money with it, whether it's actual money or you're going to pay with your time. Totally. So it's like base, time is money. Time is money. Exactly. <laughs> because like I only had two days off on the weekend. I like to sleep. I, you know, I don't have kids yet. Mm-hmm. So it's just right now I'm kind of determining what will be like a financial project that I'm worth investing in. So for example, love the save the date envelopes took me about almost a month to do. And it was like not consistent every day, but like a little by little. Mm -hmm. So it it really just, I have to see the value in it. Like if I'm going to DIY my sign, but it only saves me a hundred dollars, I'm just going to buy it at that point. So honestly, that is just TBD. I'll definitely do the table numbers because those are easy. The seating chart is, it depends. I'll probably do place cards. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely do, um, I really want like paper cones filled with like petals for a petal toss. When we walk down the aisle, I can make that pretty easily. Things wow. like like little details like yeah. that. Yeah, I um, mean, even you lost me at like even table numbers. I'm like, yeah. you're like, those are easy. Yeah. I want to see. Because <laughs> I'm like, it's just a giant three. Like <laughs> I can't mess up a number. <laughs> so where it's like the seating chart gets me a little nervous because if I can't get it aligned or... Like I, I have faith that you can yeah. align that shit. Yeah. Hold on. The table numbers, we might have to follow you on your journey to do. Of course, with yes. high noon in hand, obviously, we'll be sipping it throughout the journey. But I, we might have to follow you on your journey to make those because that is something I think a lot of brides are just like, let me just make the table numbers. Like That's something that I think is an, easy le- an easier entry-level DIY project that – well, that's I'm excited to see happen. Thank you. Yes. Chart too. Everything will change. Definitely all the bachelorette apparel too. I'll definitely use my cricket for. I just I haven't gone that far yet. I have yeah. so many ideas and as a DIY bride, don't make anything too early. That's my best advice because yeah. you will change your mind and then you're just going to have all this stuff laying around. But you do want to like practice, right? Yes, pra- TikTok and YouTube can be your best friend. Okay. I prefer TikTok because I have no shame and I will like comment the creator like hey can you show me how you did this <laughs> yeah because i actually don't get it whereas youtube they can be a little bit more long-winded videos i love that tiktok is quick am i a millennial or not do i like quick videos but yep. i just want it straight to the point no like, show me how you did it and then exactly. i'll practice 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 until i got it exactly yeah. tiktok diy you can literally search diy table Anything. numbers on tiktok yes. and find a thousand videos Okay, awesome. Well, we have a fun game for you to do. So let's real quick before we get into the game, because it's all centered around bachelorette party stuff. Tell me about your bachelorette plans. I believe last time you were deciding between was it Austin and Park City? Yes, Park City would have been my dream because I do snowboard. I've taken that up as a hobby with ever since I've been with Alex. He's very good. Mm-hmm. But it's very difficult when you have like 70% of the group who doesn't ski. Yeah. <laughs> if I had like yeah. five people going with me, it would probably be a lot more feasible. Yeah. But um, a point. when a lot of people can't ski, 
or don't enjoy ski adjacent activities, it's probably a no. Would you still do it and just the people that ski, ski and like let the girls who don't like party in the spa and lodge? That's what I was considering. So I think with The Bachelorette, at least for the many that I've been on, I think you has as a bride, you should pick like two main activities that you really want to do and kind of leave the re- not leave the rest up into interpretation, but be flexible about what the rest of the trip looks like. Okay. So my two were I wanted to go to an opera ski at this one mountain and that, that had like a huge party. And the second was I wanted Ugh. to go snowmobiling. But as a snowboarder, of course, it's one mountain in Park City is skiers only. So I'm like, how do Shit how am me. I gonna? And I was, I'm like, do I risk switching to skis two months before my wedding? Probably not the best idea. It's the one mountain that you would do the opera ski at. Yes, of oh. course it is. It has like a cover. It's like a Vov Clico like inspired. Yeah, this I've ski. seen photos of. I'm people. sure you've seen it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. or it's there's sick. like some place in uh, Whistler, Canada. People love. Oh, it's yeah, like there's a another party. One. Mm-hmm. I my our friends just were telling us about that, telling us it looked so fun. Yeah. Wait. Oh my God. Um. Okay, I kind of want this to happen for you. I know. I and then the, well, the second issue was that snowmobiling also is really expensive. It's like two hundred and fifty dollars per person, oh, dear and God. I'm like, oh my gosh. So Who knew? and ski trips, like I think it's like they, I think airlines like hike up the prices during winter. Like they yep. know everyone wants to go. So especially now, the flights were also just like unreasonable. So I felt a little uncomfortable being like, hey, come to California, and then come to Utah, <laughs> spend a million dollars, but don't ski. Then go to like the spa at the Montage. <laughs> when you put it like that, <laughs> so true. And spend like five hundred dollars <laughs> a massage, do a yeah. spa day, and then like we'll drink at the Airbnb. It'll be so fun. So yeah. that, unfortunately, I had to call, cross that out. But okay, um, if any of my friends want to do a ski trip this winter, yeah, like just uh, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Do a um, a little mini post wedding yeah. batch party, aka just a girls trip, right? Like with those five people max, but you have yeah. to ski. Sorry. So bachelorette <laughs> party, we're thinking of Austin now. Yes, Austin. It makes more sense because my group is split. I have like half the girls coming from New York, mm-hmm. New Jersey, and half the group coming from California. And then I have two friends who actually live in Texas. We're both getting married, Beautiful. so that like worked out for me because I wanna I wanna be fair to my other brides. You know, we're all kind of like working with each other. We want to be mm-hmm. fair, give everyone their time, but also don't want them to break the bank. So it's right. just direct flight was a cheap option. We're about to book a house, um, Amazing. giant house, large pool, cornhole. I mean, Austin yeah. is up there for a reason. It's one of the best batch de- destinations. I've personally never been. I've like yeah. flown through. I've never been there either. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have the greatest time. Yeah. So that said, let's plan some of it, shall we? Okay, so let's. we're going to get a feel for like some of the things you might want to see on your bachelorette. And I have a feeling you already have a vision because you know what you want. <laughs> but we're going to play a little game called Noon or No Way. Basically, the rules are that you vote noon if you're like, cheers with a high noon to that, or no way if you're like, not that's not for me to all of these little bachelorette details and options that I'm going to read through. Cool. Okay. So the first one is planning out matching outfits for you and all your friends. No way. Really? <laughs> yes. I am not a matching girl. I love, I will do it. I'm the girl on the bachelorette trip. That's like, you want me to show up mm-hmm. in whatever I'll do it. But I like to express individuality. Yes. And I want also, I'm a firm believer in, Everyone will have fun if they feel and look their best. Yes. If I force them to look uncomfortable, I can see it on people's faces when they're like angry. I will say, like, don't get me wrong, photos and stuff, they look cute when everybody's in black and the bride's in white or something yeah. like that. But then it's just like, 
you I don't overdo it. You can't be given a whole full-on dress code. Yes. I actually probably should say maybe I'm half and half because we are doing a themed night, but it's not like I love that. Everyone like it like the, everyone's in black. I love the disco theme. I've done it a million times, but I'm not doing that for mine. What are you doing? I I'm thinking of doing a denim and diamonds kind of theme. Where it's oh! like it's up to interpretation. Like I want like circa, you know, Justin Timber, like Britney yes, Spears. That's like exactly what I Y2K vibes, but like tons of sequins. But like denim. you feel comfortable in what you're wearing. Like it's it's not going to be me forcing yeah. that on, you know, yes. that specific attire on you. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Denim yeah. and diamonds. I've never heard that, but I can, I pictured the Britney and Justin photo right yes. when you said that. My friend this weekend is doing Y2K theme night. I don't know oh, if I I'm love supposed that. to tell anybody, but oh well. I'm pumped for that. I have That's to, so after fun. this, I'm going to Urban Outfitters to try to find low rise pants. Oh yeah. So wish me luck. <laughs> That'll be great. Um, But I love a theme night, which I think one of our questions is that. So, okay. Next one. Oh, every night is a theme night. No, no way. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Can't have a every I can't. I th I'm doing two. Like, I'm doing a pajama party one night, which, again, like, everyone Fun. has pajamas. Like, yeah. Where that's the night in that we'll have Low catering. Mm -hmm. um, and then the denim and diamonds, and then the rest of the nights are just, like, have you fun. You have to do the yeah. cute, like, Pajama, bridal pajamas. Yeah, I definitely you know? want like the daily sleeper, like the Nadine yes. Robbie, like fun feather pajamas. Yes, yeah. honey. Okay. So no way to that one. Planning an early morning workout. No way. I which <laughs> I'm like kind of calling myself out because I was like, what if we did yoga, guys? So I'm like, <laughs> but then I was like, no. Yoga's different though. Yeah, yoga's different. Like I won't I won't do anything that requires us to leave. Mm -hmm. If we can get someone like at eleven AM that's like come stretch by the pool, like have a nice time. Yeah. I'll do that. But it, if it requires us to get up and go somewhere, I can't do that. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think if you're going to do it, I love the vibe of like, make it a whole little morning thing. Like do the green juices. If you yeah. want to be little wellness girlies, get the green juices, get the smoothie bowls, get the person, the yoga instructor to come over and make yes. it a, a thing. Other than that, like don't, wake up and go to the studio unless right. it's like you want to do whatever you want right but if, if you were to do that I would probably suggest like if there's a day where people are kind of coming in at their own time mm -hmm. like do it then and any friend who really wants to do the workout go that morning yeah, yeah. I I was on a bachelorette a couple months ago where a half like four of the girls like really needed to work out that morning and yeah. I was like you can't take a day a weekend off of working like your workout yeah. schedule and they did like a a virtual one on the bed and I was like um, you guys like just sit back and relax <laughs> look do you some people like have to keep it moving and I respect that but I I don't I don't want to do a group activity if you're forcing me to do it yes yeah. yes exactly okay making everyone sing on stage karaoke I would noon to that oh okay. I would noon to that I did go to a bachelorette recently and it wasn't a forced activity, but we did stop at a karaoke bar and we sang as a group and it was willing. Everyone was mm -hmm. willing to do it. And it was really fun. I was actually yeah. thinking of, I'm trying to figure out a way for myself to include karaoke at my welcome party somehow. Oh my gosh. I thought you were going to say at your pajama party. Like, oh yeah. Maybe I should night. do that too. But that'd actually, be fun. Yeah. But the welcome party, that's a really fun idea. Yeah. My family, like my Filipino family, shout out to any Filipinos, like, you know, they love <laughs> karaoke. And like, my, I need my friends to understand, like, this is my family, how we get down. Yes. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to like wheel in a TV. You could either do that <laughs> or the after party of your wedding. Are you doing yes, an after we're party? we're doing an after party too. Okay. So 
Yeah, but I definitely kind of want to like start the weekend off, be like, look, everyone, this That's is what fun. we're going to offer this That's weekend. That's really fun because also <laughs> the, the welcome parties, like after the rehearsal dinner, if you go into the welcome party kind of thing, it can almost become like too much of a networky thing. Yeah. Sometimes I've seen that happen. So I love the idea of a planned activity for like to entertain people. Right. Karaoke. Just it's, like get it's the party affordable. started. Yeah. I, you got to do that. Actually, that's a great idea for my bachelorette, though. Thank you. Yeah, do My that. sister, if you're listening. <laughs> Plan that. Get a karaoke machine, microphone. Okay. Invited people to the batch, but not the wedding. Oh, I'll have to say no way. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen. But I have actually. That's happened to me before, and I was, like, cool with it. But I don't. I can't put myself in a scenario where I would do that to someone else right. when I'm inviting 200 people. Like it happened to me <laughs> when it was a 50 person wedding and my friend was like, okay, that makes sense. Hey, this is the best I could do, you know, with our wedding, but we really love to include you. And I was like, heck yeah, I'm going on a trip to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Duh. But <laughs> it really just depends on your friend group. You know, like totally. I, yeah, like I said, I couldn't imagine myself doing that with a 200 person wedding. Yeah. And it's, and like you said, it's, I, I feel like it's way less weird if it's the 50 person wedding, but if you, yeah, yeah. you should just, my philosophy is if they're good enough to come on your bachelorette party, they're good enough for the wedding too. Exactly. Um, bride assigning roles to each person on the bachelorette party. So like giving somebody the job of a bartender, the cleaner, oh man, the, the mom of the group, I don't know what the um, glam person who like helps with the hair of everybody. That's too type A for me. So I'm going to say no way. I, everything you have to read the room. Like if you're Mm -hmm. that friend group that like doesn't mind doing that, then great. But like, I fully have the trust in my friend group that they like, they slay when we do a theme night Uh, and they love going out and partying and we all have a really good time. So like, I don't need to worry Mm-hmm. about anyone like definitely there's always gonna be outliers because the bachelorette I think brings out a different personality of people that oh, you yeah. never recognized before but I don't think I'll have to be like hey everyone my sister is going to be the one that cleans up and does your hair so like follow her rule like uh, that's yeah. just not my personality and like I have a friend who actually does everyone's hair like willingly so I think she'll just kind of volunteer Amazing. herself that's yeah. the best model have you seen the tiktoks where some brides are like You've got to assign rules on the bachelorette <laughs> and here and here's the rules. Like, no, I've never seen I'm that. I'm like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe for like the wedding day of, I've seen that being like, oh, yeah. oh one girl will, will order food, et cetera. But for a bachelorette, I think that's a little intense. Yeah. And not, I don't think we should, I, I agree. You can like give jobs or, but it's not even like giving jobs or giving roles. It's like asking a friend like, hey, can you help me be in charge of like the food and making sure right. it arrives? Hey, can you help? with uh, bringing the bobby pins. Like it's asking, not assigning roles, you know. Okay, posting on social media is required. Oh, no way. (laughs) I mean, we're a bunch of thirsty girls who just love posting. Like I won't lie. And we're gonna physically force you because if I don't see this. (laughs) Oh yeah, like I will be posting and I, like again, you have to read your room. Like if you have a friend group, like I have the friend groups, like we go on a trip and you're going to hear everything about that trip. Mm-hmm. Like we are just that type of group. And I'm so fortunate to have surrounded myself by like a fantastic support system. So I know like throughout this whole wedding process, they've been hyping me up like crazy. So like maybe they'll play a prank on me and they'll like, stop posting and I'll have to like poke around and be like, what's going on? But I don't think I'd have to ask and yeah. require someone. Okay. <laughs> Creating and using a custom hashtag for the bachelorette party. No way. Yeah. No way. I mean, if there was something like creative, like if my name rhymed with something or like, I don't know, like if it made sense, but I can't think of anything that makes sense for myself. Like 
right now. That's my philosophy like, on hashtags too. If it lends well, do it. Why not? If right. not, don't think for more than five minutes on it. If you have to think for more than five minutes, then just don't. Right. Do like I have a friend from TikTok, Jenna. Her, her name is going to be Bliss. So her hashtag is Miss to Bliss. Like, oh, how, like that's so perfect. That. You could not not do yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. From Miss to Bliss. The bride buying her bridal party gifts for the bachelorette party. Yes, I will noon to that. Yes, I think this is my take on this with bachelorette parties. You are asking people to take time off, spend money. And we I've seen a lot of videos about how bachelorettes have evolved from this one day thing to like this mm. multi-day trip. And depending on what you're doing, you're asking people to take time for you with the wedding. If you're in the wedding, you probably have to take a day off of work for the rehearsal dinner. They're spending their money and time to be there with you. You do not have to spend a million dollars. Like you could just do something nice and it doesn't have to be even a gift. Like mm -hmm. maybe one night you pay for dinner, like for catering yeah. at the house or like you get sandwiches for lunch. Like it doesn't have to break the bank yeah. or you pay for transportation from like a winery. Mm -hmm. Just something like to show your gratitude. Like if you're not the bride that's like, I don't want to gift like matching shirts they're never going to wear and like eye makeups, wipes that just go in the trash, whatever. Mm -hmm. Fine, but like f express your gratitude in some sort of way. Yes. That just says thank you. That's a really good idea. You, the bride picking up dinner one night or picking yeah. up something because that's a nice little surprise. It's something they'll really appreciate because nobody, right. nobody doesn't appreciate like not saving money. Like little gestures. Right. Yeah. And then it's nice because you don't have to pack. That's the issue I see with brides being like, well, I can't pack a suitcase full of gifts to bring to Austin. And, mm -hmm. and then it's like, no, just like pick up something. It doesn't right. even need to be a full group dinner because those can add oh, up. Oh yeah, don't like, go to Nobu and be like, girls, <laughs> I got this. But yeah, I've been to so many bachelorettes where we just hang out at the house for like a, a pool day or something and you mm -hmm. get like pizzas, like uh, 10 boxes of pizzas yeah. is like a few hundred bucks. Yep, I love that idea. But yes, you, so you're noon of like showing your gratitude in some sort of gift function mm -hmm. okay so last one the bridal party buying the bride a joint gift like all of them kind of chipping in on a gift for you no i say no way unless you have that friend group that suggested on their own like that's yeah. a very kind thing to do oh, and very. i saw it happen to a friend recently where they chipped in and bought her like a YSL wallet, which is like <laughs> the nicest thing I've ever seen. No, um, literally my friends, I did not ask. I actually screamed at them because I was yeah. like, you guys stop at this. They chipped in and got me the the cutest pair of these pink Gucci. I don't own designer oh God, shoes. Stop. The Gucci slides that are like the little um, Barbie looking things. Oh I gosh. wear them all the I time. Now. Yeah, that is so considerate and thoughtful. And if you think about it, if you're going to a bridal shower, you probably will spend more per person than mm -hmm. if you were like, hey, I'll give, like, I'm inviting, I think it's 16 girls coming to my bachelorette. $50 times 16 actually goes a long way. Yeah. And so it actually could save you money if you did a group gift and be like, hey, this doubles yeah. as a bachelorette and a bridal shower gift at the same Good time. Idea. But it's not required. It should never be required. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I hope there are no brides out there that, like, are not upset if they don't get a YSL or, like, Gucci slides on their Right. Or like, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like that, that is sad. not the norm. Yeah. And it's like, 
like you said, it's a lot of money to go to these bachelorettes. Mm -hmm. Like really your friend's presence is a present. Right. You know, I've also seen girls just like chip in for dinner one night. Yeah. Same thing, like the opposite of what we just spoke about. Uh, Or like we go to a winery and the girls were like, our gift to you is like covering your winery. Oh, yeah. Like Mm -hmm. spread out like that. It it can be very affordable. That's a really good one, too. I think that's what I'll suggest we do on this coming bachelorette because we haven't gotten her a gift <laughs> but she was at mine where they did get the gift yeah and so i'm gonna say we should just cover her dinner for the night we go out to dinner exactly <sighs> okay well mila this was great we still have like so much to do with you so i cannot wait to see everything to come to Thank fruition you so much like this is i just the way you know your vision you know exactly what you want you're not willing to compromise on the things you want so you're going to put in that extra effort I'm just very excited for you. This is going to be a gorgeous, well, two gorgeous weddings. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and and I just can't wait to see everything unfold. Remind everybody like where they can find you on yes. the internet. You can find me on Instagram. It's Mila White, M-I-L-A-A-W-H-I-T-E. And same on TikTok. On TikTok, I definitely post a lot more comprehensive, like intimate videos of my DIY process, trend mm-hmm. research, anything related to weddings. But on Instagram, I definitely will start posting more. Yeah. I mean, you can, your TikTok is incredible. I was talking for an hour before this. Your trend videos where you go through like the stuff you're seeing, those are great. The timeless ones versus the trendy ones. I was loving that. We're going to do a whole episode on that. Yes. There's a lot of people have a lot of opinions on both. So we can talk a lot about that. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks again. Really appreciate you coming on Mila and can't wait to hear more. And thank you again to our presenting sponsor, High Noon, for making the Betches Brides Ambassador Program possible so we can hear from Mila. Head to your local liquor store to pick up some High Noon for the weekend, or you can find where to purchase High Noon near you by visiting highnoonspirits.com. Sun's up and till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.